His heart literally had burst. Do you know why? Because he loves you. There was no other way for him to be able to forgive you and make you clean. To bring you to be with him. He was willing to go through that for you. Well, this morning, we know what day this is. This is, we call it Resurrection Sunday. I know some people call it Easter, but we really want to call it Resurrection Sunday because this is the day we celebrate that Jesus rose from the dead. And whether you fully understand it or not, this is one of the most important days in all that we believe because God showed that Jesus was his son and he did it in power by raising him from the dead. The Bible says to us that Jesus was raised on He was raised on the the third day. So Jesus was crucified, and the Bible says that he was raised from the dead on the third day. The third day is the first day of the week. Do you know what today is? Today is the first day of the week. When God made everything, remember back in Genesis, and he made everything? He started on Sunday, and then all the way through, and he made the last day of the week, the Sabbath day, the Saturday, a day of rest. But what we find is that God raised Jesus from the dead on the third day, which was the first day of the week, and that's Sunday. That's one reason we gather on a Sunday, because this is the day that God raised Jesus from the dead. And so the, the Bible tells us that Jesus was taken after he prayed the night before, and he was taken out, and he had to carry his cross. He had been arrested, he had been beaten, he had been having his beard plucked out. You got a beard there yet? And he had his beard plucked out. He was spit on. And remember, he's doing this because he loves you. And there's no other way that you and me can be saved. There's no other way that he can help us in that way. He has to be the one to be the one to go to the cross. And the Bible says that there were two others that were with him. One was, one was on his right and one was on his left. And then they, the Bible says that they... They crucified him on a place they called Golgotha. Can you say that word, Golgotha? Golgotha. What it means is the place of the skull. And then the skull, that's what it looks like. In fact, if you look at pictures, if you look at pictures of where they believe it was done, this, the, 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 the mountain, it still has like eyes. It looks like eyes and nose. It looks like a skull. It was the place of death. And they took Jesus and they put nails through his hands. And they put nails through his feet. And he hung out on the cross. And he did it because he loves you because there was no other way for him to forgive you and to make you clean. There was no other way. And he was willing to go through that because he loves you. 
He was willing to go through the pain. He was willing, he was willing to go to the cross for you. And the Bible says that he was crucified. And by the end of the day, before the sun went down, there were two guys. One was Joseph of Arimathea. He was part of the of, of like the religious council. He was part of the guys. And then another guy that Jesus met with at night named Nicodemus. And they asked, could we get the body of Jesus, please? And Pilate said, make sure that he's dead. And the Roman soldier came and he took a spear and he put it through Jesus' side. And he made sure that he wasn't alive anymore. But the Bible says that he'd already given up his spirit to the Father. He said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And he died. And when they took the spear, they put it through Jesus, and it says blood and water came out. Jesus had died. His heart literally had burst. Do you know why? Because he loves you. There was no other way for him to be able to forgive you and make you clean. To bring you to be with him. He was willing to go through that for you. The Bible says then that they took Jesus' body and put it in a tomb. The Bible says that they... They buried him. And the ladies, even Jesus' mom, they looked on from a distance. And they saw that they placed the body of Jesus in Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. It was in a garden tomb. And they placed it and then they rolled the stone. I can't really roll the stone because it's painted. But they rolled the stone in front of the tomb. And they sealed it. The Bible says that the religious leaders were very concerned because Jesus said, I'm going to rise from the dead on the third day. And they said <coughs> they were very concerned. So they went to Pilate and Pilate said, well, go and make it secure. So they sealed the stone and they had Roman guards. They had guards that were guarding outside of the tomb to make sure nobody came and moved the stone. Nobody came and took his body. Nobody came and disturbed it. But you know what happened, boys and girls? I'm sure you know what happened. I'm sure, how many of you have read it for yourself yet? Some of you have. Well done. That's excellent. The Bible says that early on the first day of the week, that's today, on the third day, that God... That God raised, well done, God raised Jesus from the dead. The earth shook. And the angel came down. And the Bible says that he moved the stone. And the Roman guards that were there, they freaked out. They like passed out. They got so afraid, they kind of went, and they hit the ground. And when they came to, they got up and they ran away. Because they were so afraid. And the stone had been moved. And what you find is that three, there were some of the ladies who came down early that morning. 
and they wanted to go and they wanted to put spices and flowers or whatever else. They wanted to put them on the body of Jesus in the tomb. And they thought to themselves, well, who's going to move the stone for us when we get down there? And they got down there and the angel met them and the stone had already been rolled away. And they said, oh, the angel said, to him, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Jesus is risen just like he said he would. He said, go and tell his disciples, go into Galilee up north where he'll meet with you and spend some time with you there. And they got afraid. They met an angel, they got afraid and they ran away. The Bible says that they told the disciples and Peter and John came running for the tomb. It seems that John was a little bit faster runner than Peter because he got there first. And he stopped outside the tomb. And then Peter kind of ran by him and ran into the tomb. I've been to the tomb. I've been there in Jerusalem and I've walked into it. There's a little door on the outside of it now where they can lock it. And it says, he's not here, he's risen. It's the only place you go to find nothing. Because there's no body inside. Jesus is risen from the dead. But they went in and they saw, after Peter went in, we, the, the, um, John went in, they found the, the part that was over Jesus' face folded up and put on the side. Jesus had risen from the dead. The Bible also says that there was an angel inside, a young man, he looked like a young man. He said, again, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's not here, he's risen. Well, Mary Magdalene, she really loved Jesus. She had been demon-possessed. She had been, had, the Bible says she had seven demons, and Jesus set her free from them. She really loved Jesus. He had saved her life. He had changed her entirely. And the Bible says that when she couldn't find Jesus' body, she cried. She says, where have they taken him? She didn't know that Jesus had been risen from the dead. And she cried, and she cried. And she looked, and she couldn't find him. And then as she's crying, she sees a guy standing over on the side, and she thinks he's the gardener who works in the garden tomb area. She thinks that it's him, that he's the gardener. And she asks, she says, where, where have you taken, where have you taken the body of my Lord Jesus? Where have you taken him? Tell me. so I can go and get him. And she didn't know. She didn't realize she was talking to Jesus himself. He says, Mary. She knew that voice. She knew that it was him. She went and she grabbed him. She was so afraid she was going to lose him again. He says, Mary. She goes, teacher. In fact, he says, Rabboni, which means teacher. And she clings on to Jesus. Jesus says, Mary, don't cling to me. I need to return to my father and your father. My God and your God, she go, he goes, go and tell the disciples that I'm risen from the dead. 
You know, when all the ladies came and told the disciples, the disciples thought they were out of their mind. They weren't listening. Even like today, you can tell people, Jesus is risen from the dead, and they think you're crazy. It makes no difference. Jesus is still risen from the dead. He's alive. The Bible says that throughout that day, Jesus was appearing to different people. Jesus Jesus showed himself again and again and again. That night, that day actually, he was walking with two guys who were on their way to Emmaus. And they were saying, we don't know all this talk about Jesus may be rising from the dead. We don't really understand this. And Jesus, he doesn't let them know that it's him. And then he says, guys, don't you understand what the Bible teaches? That the scriptures tell us that the Christ had to suffer and die and then rise from the dead to enter his glory. That that's how he would give salvation to everyone who would believe in him. Everyone who would come to him and trust in him. And when they were they went to the house and then they, oh, they broke bread, it says. It's like they took communion again, like the Last Supper. And as they were doing it, all of a sudden their eyes are open. They realize it's Jesus and psh, he's gone. And they're like, we don't understand this. And they go back to Jerusalem. And everybody was in, in, in the upper room and they were afraid. They were afraid because the Jews and Jesus had been crucified and maybe the Romans were going to come and get them too. And the disciples had gathered there. And they, I don't know what they were praying. I don't know if they were talking to each other. I don't know if they were sitting in silence. But the door was locked. And the next thing they knew, Jesus was standing in the midst of them. And they freaked out. They said, he's a ghost. He said, I'm not a ghost. Don't be silly. He said, do you have any bread to eat? So they give him some bread. And he eats the bread. And they're looking at him. I don't know. He says, you got any honeycomb? I like honeycomb. I have honeycomb. I like honey. It's very sweet. And he eats the honeycomb. And he says, listen, guys, a spirit, a ghost, can't eat food like I'm eating in front of you. I'm alive. And it was, it was playing in their mind. It was really hard for them to understand because they didn't realize that Jesus had to rise from the dead and not just die, but rise from the dead so that he could give us life, everlasting life. The Bible says that he actually spent forty days hanging with the disciples. That's like over a month. And he appeared to this one and that one, over 500 people at one time. And everyone's like, this is like beyond our ability to understand. And it is. Only God can help us to get it. But it's true. 
Jesus is risen from the dead. The Bible says that he, he was crucified. He died for our sins, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. And he's alive today. That's why when we worship and we praise, his presence comes. Jesus said, if two or three of you gather in my name, I will be in the midst of you. And he comes and he touches people's lives. He speaks by his spirit. And this is what you are watching today as prophecy, God speaking by his spirit to people that are here. Because Jesus is alive. And because he's alive, that means we can call to him and he can answer you. You can cry out to him and he'll respond to you. It doesn't matter how old we are or how smart we think we are. makes no difference. He's strong and mighty. We're small and weak, but that's okay. Because Jesus, you're able to save us. Jesus, you can save me. The Bible says that when Jesus, when Jesus, the very reason that Jesus had to go to the cross, the reason he had to come, he had to die and rise from the dead, is because he had to deal with this problem in our, in our very person, inside of our hearts. And that's the word, what? Sin. We do bad things. We know we do bad things. We try to pretend we don't. We try to pretend we're better than everybody else. But inside we know it. And if you see it, how much more do you think God can see? Nothing is hidden from his sight. You think, well, how can he love me if I've done wrong things? That's because of the way God is. He loves you with an everlasting love. Even though you've done bad things, he still has loved you. And he's demonstrated that love when Jesus came, that he went to the cross. And the Bible says that he took our sin on himself and he bore our sin in his body so that he could take it away. He could take away our sin, our sicknesses, and he would rise from the dead and he can give eternal life. And he took care of your sin at the cross. You are fallen. We all have. We've all sinned. But the Bible says that Jesus died for that sin to take it away. And the Holy Spirit comes to make you to understand and to help you and to apply it to your heart. Yes, sir. He did die on the cross and he rose from the dead. And he's alive. The Bible says... Again, that after he died, that he was buried. Then on the first day of the week, on the third day, God raised Jesus from the dead. Boys and girls, listen, please hear me. There is no salvation. There's no relationship with God except through Jesus. They teach you in school, Allah can help you. Allah is not real. It's a lie. He can't help you. Meditation can't help you. Meditation can't help you. Jesus comes to give you peace. He's the one that helps you to be quiet inside and to give you rest. Buddhism, they say this, that, it makes no difference. Jesus is the light of the world. He said those who follow him, he'll give them the light of life so that it'll be inside them and they'll never walk in darkness. Jesus is the...
Jesus is the only way. If you'll trust him, he'll make you his own. Listen to me. I know some of you, your parents have just recently started coming to church and they've just recently started trusting in Jesus. And things are going to change at home. I understand that. But it's not just about your parents. It's about you. Jesus loves you. And he wants you to follow him. And you can. You know, even as you ask him, he'll help you to ask him so that you can put your trust in him. Let's just pray now, okay? Maybe this is for you. I'll say it slowly. Maybe this is for you and you need to ask Jesus to save you. I'll say a prayer slowly so you can say it as well. Lord Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you for dying for me. I believe you rose again. I thank you for your love. Save me. Make me yours. Make me clean. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, bless these young ones here. Bless them, Father, in Jesus' name. And may their hearts be secure in you. In the midst of everything else that's going on in the world, may they know your love. May they know your so great salvation. I pray you bless them and their families and their homes, that there'll be peace, that your love will be manifest, that your presence will be there in their homes. And Lord, I ask that you would come by your Spirit and work in them. Show them extraordinarily your truth and help them to understand. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.